0: Everybody who is here today, from the musicians, pastors, to the deacons, on down to the children. I give thanks unto God. He is our propitiation. Lord has been dealing with me on a subject. as I start studying this thing it just oh God he just opened up some things to me and I just begin to write them down and I I pray that it blesses you as it blessed me there is something just about the name of Jesus it's something about his name when you're in the midst of a storm All you have to do is just call on Jesus. Sweet is his name. Beautiful is his name. Wonderful is his name. God, you've been so good to me. For a subject today, I would like to use the word holiness. Holiness. I was asking a question. And the question was, what does it mean to be holy? What does it mean to be holy. The Lord took me to First Peter one and sixteen and it says, because it is written. Be ye holy. Be ye holy for I am holy. Father God, I'm going to pray to you that you keep me in line with this keep me focused on this because the body needs to hear this see we probably have our own ideas of holiness but what does holiness what does it really really truly mean does it mean that we're perfect does it mean that we're sinless See, we can come up with all kinds of things in our mind. Does it mean that we dress or talk a certain way? Does it mean that, um, that I'm supposed to live this life that is secluded from the rest of the world? Does it mean that I live in this certain box or a monastery? See, we got to understand, what is holiness? Does it mean that I'm supposed to withdraw from society? See, the New Testament, it has a lot to say about being holy. We're going to dive into a few scriptures that's going to talk about this holiness. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians 1. In verse 4. It says, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. I remember Scripture in Romans 8 and 9, it says that also says that the spirit of God dwells in us. He says according as he had placed us. He chosen us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. See, we usually think that God Chose us to save us from judgment. to Save us from our sins. And to save us from this and that. Those are things that are ordained in believing in Christ. Those things come automatically in believing in the one who was sent. When the Lord started to deal with me, With this right here, he pretty much showed me me, and I couldn't do nothing but give him hallelujah. Because I was a dirty rag. We were all filthy rags, lost out here in this old sinful world, that was trying to bombard itself on top of us and make us look like it. When God said, I call you from that, I chose you. He said, I made you a peculiar people. I made you to be of a royal priesthood. And I was like, thank you, little old me. Little old you. Little old us. See, we know that we were delivered from eternal damnation when we accepted his son. All we had to do is say, yes, Lord. I believe you. I believe your report, what you say about our God. I believe that you who you say you are. I believe that. But that verse right there, it ain't really going, it ain't saying anything along those lines. It says that according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. To be holy and without blemish or blame before him in love. Since we were chosen by God to be holy, it's important for us to know what the word holy means. See, in order for you to be called holy, I gotta understand if you're gonna call me this, what does it mean? It means that you're sanctified. That's a Greek word, which is a verb meaning that you're holy. You are to be used by God. You're chosen. See, it made me look at myself differently. I was chosen you was chosen before the foundation of the world to be in God. See, there has to be, there had to be a transfer. Something had to happen when you first believed. And I was like, Lord, what what is this that you're dealing with me on? What is it that you're trying to say to me? He's saying, first of all, you got to acknowledge that you was chosen. Sister Ross, you got to acknowledge that he chose you before he even made the earth. Christian, you was in him before he even thought about making me. God is a good God. And we must worship him In spirit and in truth. To be different. Sanctified. We're separated under God. He meant for you to be different. He meant for you not to look like the world. He meant for you to be distinct. To be awesome. Because you're carrying around the kingdom of God. I'm going to tell you one time I had to, this, this was recently. This was the other day I was at work. And this guy coming to my workplace, and, and this is just a testimony. And this is not for me to pat myself on the back. This this to show me about Obedience. Because he said, obedience is better than sacrifice. A guy came in out of the blue. And he said, man, I was just telling Pastor Murrow about you, man. I was like, what? He said, man, um, something about you. that young man said that in the midst of a storm no matter what we're going through he said by you being here make it better all I could do was think about how he delivered me I said all about God making that impartation in me because I'd accepted His Son Jesus. And He wants this for all of us. He just wants us to be real. See, I used to be hard headed, and it took a lot of bumps and bruises, but I was learning from those mistakes. See, he gave me an opportunity to witness. Because I didn't say, oh, yeah, me, me. No, I pointed straight to Jesus Christ. He was brought into my life. He chose me before the foundation of the world. And all I did was get into his word and learn more about him. See, there was an impartation taking place. See, only God is different. The only thing God wants to do is give you his nature. That's all he want to do. He wants to give you his nature. So when you've taken the kingdom with him, guess what? With you, guess what? You've taken his nature with you. You're going to begin to affect things. See, Deacon Ross, Minister Ross, Pastor Ross, you affect things when you sing. When you bring us in the holies of holies, you affect things. I can't be the same when I leave. I cannot be the same when I leave here. Because he, the words empower you, they give you confidence. Those words are bill, you slam up to where it ain't nothing that you can't do. See, he's telling us to look towards the heel from which cometh your help. See, when I get here and I'm driving in my car, I'm listening to the words. This thing replays in my mind. And it made me think about our teachings in Romans, the love that we have for one another. See, when I sit around here, I see my brothers and sisters, I'm in love. I've fallen in love with you guys because he first loved me. See, the scripture says... That we should be holy and without blame in before him in what? In love. Lord, start breaking these things down to me. And I begin to start seeing them. And it start becoming so plain to me. <laughs> Only God is different. And he's distinct from all things. Why? Because he is holy. holiness is his nature everything in life has a nature a car its nature is steel a tree its nature is wood fire its nature is heat god his nature is holiness I thank God for holiness. I thank God for being distinct. I thank God for being different. I thank God for being set apart. God is awesome. He makes us unique. He makes us different. Than anything in the universe. He chose you, Brother Solomon. He chose you at an appointed time, then said that you belong to Him. And that is awesome to be in a God that loves you, to be in a God that says, In my house, are many, there are many mansions, one of them belongs to you. All he's saying is be obedient and come receive it. He said, I'm not like a man. I don't lie. I can't tell a lie. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. I was reading a scripture came to me. It was saying, uh, God was manifested in the flesh. He needed a body. Jesus Christ is that body. And if you believe in him, he said, look here. In in John 14, he said, "Uh, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. Send back. One day going to remind you and show you everything. Who is the Holy Ghost? He said, when that happens, me and my father, we're going to make an abode inside of you. I'm speaking to somebody today. See, somebody going to get delivered today when they realize who they are. Because we're more than conquerors. Praise the Lord. See, I want you to think about it. He chose you out of everything in his universe. He chose you to be like him. That's a win-win situation. How can we be holy? I remember looking at myself, me. How in the world can I be holy? Because we look at ourselves as being worldly. We're looking at ourselves as having some things that we really haven't really given to Christ. Okay, so we think that those things disqualify us. Self-condemnation. We think that, oh, I still do this and I still do that. But let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. God is a, he's a, the spirit is a work in progress inside of you. And it started immediately when you received Christ. I, I really didn't know this. I was trying to. To be this thing that I wasn't. And I had to learn that it was a, it's a learning way. It's a perpetual cleansing. See, this holiness thing is a perpetual thing. It's something that it starts when you accept him and then he works on it. Through your life. This whole process of holiness involves God working everything in your life out for his benefit. See, I had to learn that when I first came to Christ, and he chose me and placed me in him. It wasn't about me. It was about something that he was working on the inside of me to get done. He wanted me to do something. his glory. Deke, he wants you to continue to doing the Bible study. Because at the same time you're doing the Bible study, you're being elevated. You're being, you're being hewn into this being that he wants you to be. It, because there's going to be some areas in our lives that he wants us to colonize. He wants us to go in an area and affect that area with the holiness of God. He wants us to go in Unionville. He wants us to go in wartown. He wants us to go in different areas and affect these areas with the kingdom of God. We want to leave our imprint as being little gods under God and affect those areas that they can receive Christ so they can have life and life more abundantly. See, this process includes God making us holy. God has a plan for each and every last one of us. And His plan is for you to be holy. He will make you holy because it's His nature. As God was speaking to me, I was writing. And then you know how you can write some things down. Then you realize you write it until you go back and read, it. and be like, "Oh my God, that thing just was deposited into my spirit after I wrote it and then I I read it." He was saying to me, "That's how His Word works. You can read it some a thousand times and miss it." and read that thing after you going through something and reading and give you a total, total different meaning that will help you in your situation. How does God do this? How does he make us holy? He makes you holy by imparting himself in you. I'm going to say it again. He makes you holy by imparting himself into you, into me, into everyone. I think this is very awesome. For a God who created everything to say, hey, I'm going to give you some of me. I'm going to give you as much as you want of me. I'm going to give it to you. All you have to do is go into the holies of holies. All you have to do is listen to my word, which is his son. And you shall be delivered. You shall be saved. You shall be comfortless. Comforted. You comfortless person. The person that thinks that, my mom is gone, my dad is gone. Have anyone? The person that raised me is gone. I don't have anyone. My sister that raised me when my parents were gone, I don't have anyone. He's saying, I'll stick closer to you than a mother or a father. I'll be everything to you, I'll be your husband. I can be whatever it is you need me to be. I'll deliver you. And this, see, have someone ever tried to tell you something and you can tell that it just didn't have no power when they were saying it to you? A lot of times it's because they never experienced anything. But they try and tell you something that they never experienced. But when you go through something and you experience it, when I tell you, is it going to be something about how I say it, how I walk it, how I believe it, that's going to get to you? See, I can tell when somebody watering something down to me and you trying to force to me and say, is this? No, I can see right through that because he that's in me is greater than he that's in the world. You got to come with some fire, some word, the truth. He said that this would make you free. God is awesome. He wants our whole being to be permeated and saturated with His holiness. He wants us to have everything. In him freely. Let's go to Second Peter, Second Peter one and four. It says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. God wants to go on the inside of each and every last one of us, and he wants to navigate us through this world because he knows the flesh is willing. The spirit is willing, but your flesh is oh so weak. Our flesh can get us in trouble. That's why he said I need to impart some of me in you, so I can navigate you through this thing that's trying to hold you. This whole thing is just trying to kill us. This whole thing is trying to separate you from God. So he's saying, in other words, I need for you to put on my holiness because I'm going to give you a helmet of salvation. I'm also going to clothe you with the breastplate of righteousness. He said, I will charge your feet with the preparation of the gospel. He wants his word to be a light unto us. He wants us to be permeated with the spirit of God. See, this thing made me realize, it ain't. It ain't how I talk or dress, how I separate myself or something like that. It's all about his holiness. See, his holiness will teach you how to act on a job. His holiness will teach you how to act when ain't nobody looking. His holiness will teach you how to respond when you get mad. I'm going to take y'all back down memory lane. I want y'all to think about this. Remember when we first got saved? I want you to remember the very first time that you got saved. There was something that instantaneously happened in your spirit. I'm going to give you an example and show you how this is what you experienced when you first got saved. When you first gave your life to Christ, You tried to go and do some things that you used to do before you got saved. He know exactly what I'm talking about. You're going to get an unction to be like, you can't do that no more. I can't drink that no more. I can't smoke that no more. I can't go in those sinful places no more because of who you are. See, when the Holy Spirit come in and start doing that work, He's going to do it. You ain't going to feel nothing. It's just going to happen. Then you're going to start saying, I don't want to do that no more, man. I I, I'm going to have to cut out some of these folk that's in my life. because Some of them can be hindrances until my growth. There are some folk we're going to have to just cut off. We ain't trying to be rude or ugly, but there are some things that is not allowing me to grow. And sometimes it can hurt because we really do like some of these partners. We like them. They shot ball with us. You know, they play football with us. But they talk is different. See, this, this is called spiritual growth. When you start growing in Christ and God, he done deposit this his holiness inside of you. He done deposit his personality inside of you. His nature, you cannot keep doing the same thing. It is impossible. But what I have learned, see, I told y'all I was a knucklehead. Because he's out, the Spirit is always talking. It's whether or not you're listening. See, I was one that, I went always listening. <laughs> the flesh was weak. And you try to do the thing, and then guess what? They know that, man, you ain't built for this, man. Why you trying to do this with us, man? You know, man, just man, just go on and do you, man. And there was a Holy Spirit working in them, telling them, look, man, let release this man. He may not be strong enough to say, I done had enough of this. So he'll use them. Look how good God is. He'll use them to say, man, God do do what you do, man. We ain't going to hold this against you, man. You still our a dog. <laughs> That's how they talk. You still with us. And God is making a way out of no way. I've seen it over and over and over again in my life. Like, I sit there by myself. I'm like, thank you, Lord. I realized that that particular attitude of wanting to go back and want to do this and be a part of the fellas, God was working in us little by little. Little bit by little bit, he was imparting himself inside of us. We started looking more and more like him. I can't go to the club. I can't use that word. I can't do this and I can't do that until one day it just become natural. You start looking dead, just like your daddy. You start talking like it. You're looking at TV and there can be some on. You saying, amen. So be it to me. Praise the Lord. You be at work and be like, huh? Yeah, praise the Lord. Y'all, y'all know praise the Lord? I praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, when you put the vacation down? And you don't know whether or not you're going to get it because a lot of folk want the same day you want. And then you put that thing down and pray about it. And then all of a sudden that vacation list come around and boom, your name on it. Thank you, Jesus. Favor. God is so awesome. I love it. I love it when we see the body happy. The body been given everything God has promised you. And you walk around looking like people who have succeeded. Not, not, I'm not talking about monetary things. I'm talking about spiritual things. Things that are going to last forever. See, when he depart this seed in you, he's going to depart his word in you. And you're going to reproduce his word. See, when that little man or little woman come along, you're going to be depositing what he deposited into you into it. And it's going to look just like. You. See, when I see Merck over here playing. Da, 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 da. Make me work. Make me work. Make me work, Ross. Make me work. When I see him and I see his sons, I see him. I see him. When I see Sister Ross back there, I see these boys. See, I look at their relationship. When I see Dina and Allison, when I see your son, your daughter back there, and your grandson, when I, I see the relationships, And I see that that thing has been ordained by God because of his holiness. That's the city I want to be in because it lit by him. It ain't got natural light. He said, when we make it there, there won't be no sun. He is the sun. Permeate me. (laughs) Get inside of me. Never depart from me. Never depart from you. God has a, ooh, God, he just has so much for us to do. So much that he wants us to say to the lost. There's a lot of people who are lost because they don't have the spirit of holiness on the inside of them. And it's our job to say, hey, man, there is a better way. I done been like you, worried about this, worried about that. I give it to God. He said, all I have to do is open my mouth. But he requires us to be obedient. Submit yourself. The Lord was showing me this. He said, uh, I wrote this down. I want to share this with you guys. He said, when you you disobey, he's going to give you an unction. When you're navigating your way in life, He's going to give you unctions and tell you which way to go, which way not to go, what to say, what not to say. And then when you don't do it, the unction is, why'd you do that? You're going to feel bad because don't don't beat yourself up. It's a learning way. But when you be disobedient, this is what he was saying to me. If I tell you, if God is telling you, prompting you to do something, and you don't do it, in other words, what it is is that you're cutting the flow of his work in you. You're slowing it down because what it is, he's trying to give you more of him so you can look more like him, but you're slowing down the process by being disobedient. When he showed me this, the light came on. I instantly grew ten feet tall. Because I said, he's saying to me, You mean to tell me all I gotta do is be obedient? So all this thing I was going through and you was going through were self-inflicted wounds. Sometimes we go through these things because of our spiritual immaturity. But those spiritual immaturity times will will envelop you and develop you into being that being God wants you to be. So sometimes we, we haven't been through enough to be able to teach these principles to someone else. And he's using us, using those situations to make us stronger, D. To make us look more like him. Because I want to look just like my daddy. When I leave this earth, all I want is that for him to say, well done. Well done. I I, want to leave everything out there for his sake. See, I love to fish. I love to fish. But I'm going to tell you something. You get on my bus, on my boat, you can't talk no any kind of way. You Can't do what you want to do. Because it's, it's, it's very important for me not to get my father upset with me. See, we, a lot of times, our father gets set up with, get upset with us. Know what, know what happens? A lot of times we don't have that godly fear. See, I've learned to have godly fear. Because when I do something, there's going to be a reaction of whatever I've done. But I don't want to get a whipping. I want to, I want to be praised. See, we, we do these things so easily because we do not have a fear of God. And we can do it so easily. And over and over and over again, but then guess what? You stop hearing from him. See, when Israel started sinning, God lifted up from the holies of holies and went on the edge of the city. He said, because y'all are not looking like me. You're not reflecting my nature. You're not looking distinct. You're looking like the world now. When God showed me this thing, a light came on. He just wants us to win and win big in Him. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen.
1: My hallelujah belongs
0: hallelujah something about
1: that rock of offense hallelujah something about
0: that stone of rejection. echoing off the wall and it sounds so beautiful I couldn't hardly sing it with you because I had—I was too much I was listening too much because it was sounding just that good God is awesome see I want him I want him to to bless each and every individual here today My prayer is for him to saturate you guys with his holiness, with his nature, with his distinctness, with his awesomeness. So as we leave here today, we can talk about God's holiness. We can talk about that thing that he departed into us we just say Hallelujah Hallelujah Thank you Jesus Thank you Lord Thank you Jesus I want to let you know that You're not coming. You're not some drive-by-night thing. You're not coming. You are a royal priesthood. In other words, God is saying, you deserve it. Because you first believed in his son. You believed in his report. That qualifies you. That qualifies us. So let's give God one great big round of applause. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. that's burning on the inside of you, it's an incinerary because you're looking like your dad. He worked. Now he want us to work. He want us to go out into the vineyards. He want us to go out into the highways and byways and tell them about this wedding. You don't want us to be like the five foolish virgins. Waiting on the last minute. We might get it right. We might do this. No, 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 no. Get it while you can. He said, as long as there's life, there's hope. And I hope that the world, a lot of the world can get it. Get it.